How we doing traders? Good morning and welcome investors to pre-market prep. I'm excited to get another morning started with you guys out there. Give us a thumbs on up. Hit the subscribe button down below. We got a lot to talk about the retail disaster out there. We'll talk about Walmart, of course, doing some pre-announcements earnings. We got NXPI, UPS, General Motors, McDonald's, General Electric, Coca-Cola. And we got, of course, our special guest, Ivan Feinseth, partner and CIO of Tigris Financial Partners. I'm excited to jump on into it. Let's get the morning started with none other than pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Elkanen. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. Let's get it started. Let's bring on Joel Conan and Dennis Dick, and let's talk about the overnight disaster that happened in retail. But first, how did those futures look, Joel? Uh, you know, Triple D and I had the same reaction. We're down 15, but what's holding us up? Down 15 yep. and a quarter handles 54.75. We'll get into that in a second. Crude going back towards triple digits up a buck 79, 98.49. Gold down three, 17.16. Silver up a couple pennies, 18.37. Bitcoin, yeah, man, can't hold a rally down 820, 21,0065. Ethereum futures are in the red too. A little bit more on a percentage basis, down 98.50 at 13.97.50. And Triple D, I mean, we got the energy up here, but we have an absolute retail disaster. Yes, and the S&Ps really don't care. The only reason the S&Ps don't care is that retail is just not as big a part of the S&P as it used to be. The S&P is basically a tech index now. So, and tech is down, but obviously this is Walmart, but... As much as as little, you know, and obviously retail isn't as big as part of the S&P, so maybe the S&Ps don't care very much. The Walmart scenario is a huge part of the overall economy, though. Huge. It's a tell here. And it's telling you that this earnings season could even get uglier. I mean, here I am last night trading, la, 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 la. Okay, we got NXPI earnings. We're trading (laughs) a little bit of tech stocks, doing a little thing. And then all of a sudden, my filters, my scanners just light up. Boom, Walmart, Target, Costco, Amazon. I'm like, what? I'm like, holy. And then I've got another trader there, um, you know, at Bright Trading. He's like, Walmart, Warren, Walmart, Warren. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh I'm like, just looking at the retail stocks, just getting hammered. And I mean, just hammered. And it didn't didn't stop. You didn't hear? There was a a call out on the loudspeaker. It was like, Over, over, clean up on the retail aisle, retail aisle, (laughs) Walmart needs a cleanup. And it still needs a cleanup here, Mitch. This is not pretty. And I mean, this is retail apocalypse day because you got Walmart down 9.27%, Amazon down 3.5%, Costco direct hit down 2.8%. You've got Target, obviously the most direct peer, which everybody pairs trades. And they've already said stuff, you know, warnings twice before. Well, they're getting in the Walmart warning now, down 5.2%. Take it over to the apparel. You got, you know, the department stores, Kohl's down 5%, Nordstrom down 4.38%. You got Macy's down 4.7%. You got serious, serious uh, pain in the retail sector. XRT, you want to bring that one up, down 3.84%. Give you a better feel for, you know, what's happening in the retail world. Because you come in and spy, you're like, ah, oh, we're down a little bit, but not telling near the story when you start looking under the hood. You know what kind of what kind of caught people off guard too is, and we were discussing this on at the close show. That was a pretty mysterious rally at the end of the day yesterday, right? Mm. At three fifteen, we were on the lows of the session. We were knocking on the door, right, of Friday's low. Because I'm I'm really keen on that to see if uh you know if this was just the official dead cat bounce here in a in a 
major bear market. And we rallied 30 handles. And then they tacked on like another four or five. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I, you know, I'm just getting ready to do, you know, look at my levels for tomorrow or for today. And all of a sudden it's like, wham. It was quick, man. Did you have a, do you have time to cancel any bit? Did you get picked That's all off you're on doing that? is when you have something and you're not prepared for it's one thing, you know, okay, well, a company warns, but you're prepared for it. But this Walmart wasn't even on the schedule for what, another five weeks, Mitch? Like we're yeah. talking a month. Their earnings were a month away. So this is just out of the blue. So you've got to go into damage control if you're sitting there playing any type of market making role. Um, but just be, making sure you're not getting hit. I know I had another, you know, trader upright that was long walmart going into that so then you're just like what do you do he eats it you know you're selling it you're trying to limit the damage as much as you can yeah. um i had some bids out there on not walmart but i had them on some retail stocks and i'm like first thing you do is you cancel all your bids to get the hell out of there and then um i turned around um and s p well i hadn't even it was very delayed like i mean like to the tune of like okay i've got my bids out of there this is 20 30 seconds probably after the warning the S&P hasn't even started selling off yet, so I don't know what the hell I was thinking. So I hammered a bunch of SPY, uh, which I made quite a bit of money on, obviously, because then the SPY came in 10. It, we were trading up three points on the, on, the, uh, yeah. on the futures when that warning happened, and now you're down 13, 14. So um, it came in. I'm actually surprised SPY is not down further, though, to your point, Joel. But let's take it back um, to the actual headlines here, Mitch, that broke. Gotcha. Let's go, go ahead. Let's pro. jump on in show here. it. If you can show it, the Walmart, this is what everybody's going to be talking about all day. So we might as well show it. All right. So Walmart lowered its uh, profit outlook for Q2 and full year 2023. The company said that its operating margin is now expected to be 4.2% and Q2 and 3.8% um, to 3.9% for the full year of 2023. The guidance was cut preliminary due to pricing actions aimed to improve inventory levels at Walmart and Sam's Club in the U.S. and mix of sales, said Walmart in a statement. They also said that uh, comparable sales for Walmart in U.S. excluding fuel are expected to be about 6% in Q2, and Walmart expects Q2-adjusted EPS to decline 8 to 9%. Um, all things that, you know, on the downside and pre-announcements. We've talked about how this has affected uh, earnings beforehand, how we were going to look to see if we got pre-announcements coming in, and Walmart definitely shaking up retail this is also coming off the heels of a good retail report that we got just a few weeks, uh, like a weekend ago. And so I think that a lot of people had saw that retail report. We're looking at these stocks, playing them to the bull side, and this definitely knocking the whole industry down. Yeah. And when you get the biggest player, you know, you could say maybe Amazon and retail, but the biggest one with physical stores, Walmart coming out with a warning like this and somebody is saying in the chat and i believe they're correct because i think um courtney reagan said the last night on cnbc as well it's the first intra quarter warning like not on the, the print from walmart in eight and a half years it's been a long time since we've seen something like this happening like retail isn't even on my radar they're the end of earnings season we're still in the beginning of earnings season so all of a sudden you like look here and all of these retail stocks are now getting priced like recession imminent recession imminent and that's what they're doing. It's a repricing of risk in retail here. Um, you know, Target right down, you know, and giving back half the gains from the last couple of weeks. Walmart instantly giving back all of the gains from the last month and a half. Um, this is going to hit the retail sector, but I think it has repercussions for the overall market as well. But, you know, just taking the fallout even farther here. I mean, yeah, you think about Amazon, Target, Costco, Macy's are the obvious ones. You got the dollar stores, Dollar General, down 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. You got Dollar Tree, down 7 bucks. You go in the online, because they took it to the online retailers too. You got Chewy, trading down 5% here this morning. Um, obviously, they hit Amazon, which is why the queues, you know, are getting hit here as well. I mean, there is just a lot of fallout from this to think about. And even, you know, at the time, like Home Depot, trade down seven bucks because their fallout is over into retail lows. I mean, they're hitting everything, it seems like here, like at least anything, you know, to do with retail in any form. Ooh. CVS, you know, they were hitting even Procter Gamble. Even, even smaller mean, names like American Eagle. I mean, they're getting gap, even apparel like you know even yep. apparel is getting hit on this hard um, 
AEO, to your point, down 7% here this morning. They didn't even say anything. They're down 8%. They didn't say anything. <laughs> this is just on Walmart. They're, gonna, they're almost down as much as Walmart. They didn't even say anything, the poor company. Gap down 5.65%. I mean, so, you know, what does this mean here? Joel, I'm going to throw it to you here. Even oh, in the boy, background. Boy. What does this mean for the overall market? Because the S&Ps seem to be shrugging it off so far. I mean, down 13 points. We were down 13 points on, you know, like on a nothing. nothing. Just I on know. normal I market know. action. I... Now you get retail apocalypse happening, yet the S&P says, well, we're we're comfy here. We're comfy here. I, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I would think if you would have told me yesterday that Walmart is going to warrant fall 10% and there's going to be half the retail stocks down 5% plus, that the S&Ps would be down 30, 40 handles, not 13. So we resilience thought, yeah. here. Well, does that mean that you know they're just slow, or does that mean they're going to buy other stocks? Well, the first, well, first of all, with the indexing, you know they they have to buy other stocks, right? Yeah, they do just to to keep it in balance. Yes. Uh, you didn't even go into the to the suppliers to Walmart. You know your General Mills and your Smuckers, so we won't go into that. Uh, I think the market's just just being hopeful, and I think what that uh, that big tech. That this is uh this is going to be specific to retail, and that you know your big guns and you know you made an excellent point about you know where when you did the exercise of where to try and find Walmart. Well, Walmart, Walmart's you know less than one half percent of the S and P. And look Small at the big now. components: Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla. You know, right there, it's all about the tech. We're getting back to that that uh, that mode we were in where. The market was just focusing on the big guns, right? And the big guns were leading us higher while everything else was falling apart. And then when the big guns fell apart, then the market the, the market fell apart as well. So, uh, you know, technically, I thought I'm looking at Friday's low in the S&P slash spider. I thought they were going to get there yesterday, late in the session. Nope. They turned around and rallied it. We were we were uh, theorizing last night. You know, you thought you might see the forty fifty handle whoosh today, or you know, overnight where they come in and jack them. And my old my old bones just I just didn't see that because of what you have coming up. You still got a Fed meeting. You still got uh, GDP coming out. You still have you know earnings. You know, this is the way this market is. If you get good earn you know great earnings out of a couple of big tech, they're like, oh, who worries about Walmart? You know. Who worries about Walmart? Maybe. And the other thing the market's thinking is, okay, they're not spending money at Walmart, but they're spending money somewhere else. I don't know where that somewhere else is, but that's where I, you know, that's where I want to be investing. They're, they're still hopeful that, you know, and again, to your point, Joel, Walmart only 0.55% of the S&P. So it's a very small portion of it, even despite being such a big portion of the economy. But they're hopeful that, Okay, it's S and P's will be fine as long as tech is fine. So they're hopeful that you know tech has a low enough bar. Tesla's earnings were okay. Netflix earnings, which weren't great, but was bought anyways. Micron lowered guidance, but they bought that anyways. They're like, as long as we get through Google and Microsoft and Apple and Amazon unscathed, this market can continue higher. If one of those four companies Stumbles. pulls a Walmart and warns here, Katie bar the door, yeah. it's not going to uh, be like today. So uh, that's I'll, why I'm scared. And I, I'll I take those this, odds. You know. One out of the four versus four out of the four being in well, the One more out of the four, Mitch. <laughs> I will well I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. But I, I, I'm all about probability. What you're pretty much telling me is the four probability four. is I pointing yeah, to the downside. Well, if one out of the four, the one of the big four warns significantly, <laughs> I think there's a significant probability that we're going to have a significant sell. Line them up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, so I sold my Microsoft a couple months ago because I was worried, you know, about, and obviously, you know, that was a good sale. I sold a piece of my Apple. I've entirely hedged my Apple position now. So going into this report, I've never do that, but I'm very nervous. And I've hedged the entire Apple long-term position, bought Apple like a decade ago. Maybe not that long, seven, eight years ago. Average cost basis is 25 bucks. I just hedged it, you know, hedging it. And I don't know if I'm going to release the hedge or not, but right now it's completely hedged um, with calls and the puts. And, you know, because it's had a good rally. And I look at it, it's 24 times earnings. It's not cheap. Don't kid yourself. Can't look, oh, it's 180, it's 150, it's cheap. It's not cheap. Apple is one of the most expensive it's ever been. So they've got to price, you know, if they come in and warn, they'll get hedged. 
So maybe it's going to be a good quarter for Apple. Maybe everybody's still buying iPhones. Maybe everybody's still, you know, but I'm just scared that it's not going to be. And it's had a nice run. I mean, we went from 130 to 150 in the last month. That's a nice comeback. That's a nice little quiet, you know, almost 20 points on a $130 stock. You're talking about what? A 16% rally, if I'm doing my hair math correct there, Joel. Um, yeah. You know, 15, yep. It's been a good comeback. It's got, and if you think about 50% retracements, which we like too, you know, you think about the 180 down to the 130, it takes you to like 155. Well, that's where we stalled out. I mean, this is trading technical here. So now I don't want to go into the print long. So I'm nervous about that. I stayed long my Google and my Amazon. Google I've had forever and ever and ever. I thought about hedging it and I didn't. Maybe I picked the wrong one, but um, Google's a little bit lower P too. Amazon is in my wife's RSP, which is like an IRA. Um, it's a new position. We are up in it slightly. We well, obviously I sold it up at 3,200 when everybody told me not to sell it, and then I've rebought half of the position down here. I think around 110, which is 2,200. So I scalped myself a thousand points uh, by getting it out. So don't ever tell. You know, they say, oh yeah, you sell it, you'll never get it back cheaper. Sometimes you will. So basically, bottom line is this Walmart print makes me more scared about this big tech earnings because I don't think it's just retail. And I don't think if retail's hurting, well, Apple's retail too, Joel. I mean, people are buying stuff too. I mean, you can't just like say, okay, well, they're going to keep buying. They're going to buy technology, but they're not buying other things. So it's it's nerve-wracking to a certain extent to go into this earnings season. And I've been bullish, you know, for the last couple of weeks. But I feel like if you're sitting on those swing trade profits, I don't want to go through the prints because I think the news isn't going to be that great. And secondly, I think we've had a pretty good run here and hedging. Maybe prudent right now. Uh, Sean made a good point yesterday with Apple regarding, you know, uh, the iPhone cycle too, right? And there, you know, and historically it's been, you know, lower ahead of a, a new iPhone cycle. So they're not going to, that would be something where, you know, you, you're looking for a bad print this quarter. And then as they ramp up into the next um, uh, iPhone cycle, maybe catch it you know on the rebound but this walmart chart like i'm looking at this thing and it's not bouncing i mean you you can call you know it's off the low the low was made at like 118.77 that's not the low which of the is moon. right to your levels joel i mean 117 118 is the main I know. lows so it's, it's not just, surprising that's where it's bouncing. yeah will bounce, will to. people step up there today i just I don't know. I think last time, I think um, last time, I don't know if it was Walmart or Target, you know, I was looking for a, a bounce. Today, I don't, I mean, people got burned, uh, you know, buying the dip, right? And it took a while to recover, right, 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 right. But now it's right back down there. I'd say you got to keep an eye on this. I'll give it a range because you had so many lows in this area. But if these guys give up here, like if they, if a couple of institutions just say, okay, I, I'm 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 done with Walmart here, and we're getting out today, and we're not worried about it anymore, then you know you can see the same, you know, one fifteen, one sixteen. You know, I I just they bought the dip before. I just don't know if it's going to happen. And also they said two thousand twenty three. I mean they're not they're not sugarcoating this at all. They said exactly Q two Q three and next year. So no reason to buy it. Yeah, the big thing that I'm noticing too is that a little bit of what these companies are telling me is that the demand destruction that's out there is going to be affecting their future earnings also. So um, that's what we need to keep in mind too, right? How are future earnings being affected by what's going on in the current environment? Um, one chart that scares me tonight is Google. That just scares me. If there's one chart that at least technically it's looks really bearish to me, I agree. it does oh. not look pretty. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it looks like it's ready to fall off a cliff. I'm long Google. I've been long Google. I think I bought it back in 2009 or 2010. I've been long it for 12 years. My average cost basis, I haven't even looked, but it was 250 and then they did, what, 20 for one? So I don't know. Is it 12 bucks? my average cost basis on this thing now, I think, on the 100? So I'm not going to sell it. Did I want to hedge it? I thought about hedging it through the print. You know, and, and the way you do that, obviously, is you just, you know, you can buy puts and calls, you know, and you take it through the print. And then if it goes down, you take the profits on those. If it goes up, then you take the loss on those. I thought about hedging this one through the print, too. But 
I'm like, nah, I'm going to, you know, I, I can't sell everything. And I'm going to hedge everything. So, I mean, you can, if you're a trader, I, as a trader, I wouldn't hold this through the print whatsoever, but you know, you're looking at your long-term retirement account and I'm thinking, is Google going away? Are we just going to stop search? You know, are they, you know, I, I, I still think it's going to be a big part of the economy for a long, long time. So I'm trying to like separate the trader from the investor. The trader in me is with you, Mitch, saying this looks heavy. I wouldn't want to own it as a trade through the print, but yeah. I've had it for so long. I'm going to take it through as an investment. Through the you know, print. you know what's going to uh, be looking for in the Google print, and what what I mean, what's been holding it up? I can't really say it's been holding it up since it peaked over 150, and now it's at 108. Uh, but if you get any kind of um, any kind of slowdown in the the YouTube revenues, which have just been gangbusters, then because right, the, the the ads seem to be going down from what we're seeing. Yep. YouTube holding up. I mean, if that that to me, that's what's keeping it above a hundred bucks. So we'll see. You're right. Chart looks heavy. It got Snapchatted uh, yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Advertising. I mean, people aren't that buying as bar, much though. stuff. That yeah. helps to lower the bar a little bit. Like uh, you know, the Google and the Meta sell, especially with Meta, and we're gonna hear from Meta Wednesday. But especially with Meta, like the bar just got lowered significantly here for Meta. Um, Meta you know, told Meta, you that they're not going to monetize the Metaverse until 2030, Dennis. Well, so that's I, I something don't know. to think about too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't so know. I mean, but there is other businesses here too, and then they're getting sued now. Did you see that? They're getting sued because somebody else had the Meta name. Another Metaverse company had the Meta name. Zuckerberg just went, "Oh, a small company, we just take it anyways." I was like, "Yeah." So, I don't know. There's a lawsuit now uh, thrown <laughs> at them for the name. Be it bad if they had to change the name. I Obviously, they're probably going to pay them off and just make them go away. But, I mean, be bad if they had to change their name. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. All right, yeah. let's, let's get out of here. Let's get into the earnings. We got a lot to talk about in there. That's the retail disaster. And if anybody can clean up the retail aisle, Please let us know. Let's move forward. Let's get to NXPI here. Semiconductor reporting after the bell yesterday. Q2 adjusted EPS beating here at $3.52, beating the $3.35 estimate. Sales were at $3.31 billion, beating the $3.27 billion estimate. NX, uh, NXPI semiconductor sees Q3 sales at $3.35 billion to a high end of $3.5 versus $3.3 billion estimate they were buying this stock up and then i honestly think like it was trading higher and then walmart, walmart. came out and walmart <laughs> it got walmart market <laughs> trader, and like, well, we gotta sell that too that's pretty much what happened nxpi absolutely nothing to do with walmart but it got walmarted because it, it was walmart getting bought it. report was fine and then they're like no no we don't buy stocks on days that walmart's falling nine ten percent so 
they turned around and it's been down since. So this could be a sneaky one because this actually, if for whatever reason the S&Ps hold up, I think it's this kind of stock that could actually get bought here. Not much to do with Walmart. And it sold off, don't kid yourself, five, six bucks when that Walmart news hit the tape. Everything was selling off. I mean, they got silly. You know, they were hitting other stocks too. They just started hammering bids wherever the hell they could. Um, you know, and I was seeing, you know, some stocks just trade ridiculously too low. But, you know, an XBI report a pretty good quarter. It was trading higher than boom. Walmart pulled the rug out from under it. You had me cautious on this one yesterday going into the print just because, okay, 140, no, 180 in a month, right? So yeah. if you're if you're going long, if you're staying long into the print here, you're gonna be looking to me. I mean, I I would have like 180 was just a charm there. I know it only got to yeah. 178. Kissed that, it again per yeah two days. Yeah, missed it. Kiss. Yeah, missed it by yeah. a couple bucks. This is a tough chart because you've had such a nice rally. I mean, you wanna you wanna buy the dip in here after a you know a 40 point rally. You wanna buy it down. You know seven. You know. Seven and a half bucks. Well, maybe you can lean on 168.28. Uh, that's your four day low. That's four bucks away. Didn't quite get there in the pre market, got to 169. So I feel okay that, you know, until it breached that level. But if it breached that level, what, 165, 160? So, you know, you got your line to sand here. Not a bad report. Uh, you might even see the close again. I think that the real tell with from this one, if they try and rally this off the open, if you can clear that close at 74.13, then, uh, you know, I think you can take out yesterday's high. High close to the rebound right up there at 179.95 as well. The, the ETF effects are going to, right now, if the S&P stay where they are, and there's just so much apocalypse even in retail, the ETF effects here are going to probably put a bit in the tech. Um, ahead of it, which is completely nuts, but this is the way it works. You know, I trade this stuff. So I would not be surprised if, you know, one of the, the only tech major tech companies reported last night reported, okay, earnings actually does turn around and get bought a little bit on this. So I'd be cautious coming in here and just shorting tech right now on this Walmart news because they're, the Walmart news is significant. It's knocked down so much. You start adding up the other stuff. The 13-point the, the sell-off that we're seeing is pretty much all retail on the S&P. So then you got to think the other stuff's got to make up 13 points. So what are they going to buy? Oil, is that going to make it all up today? Oil's trading higher. It's going to help. But I wouldn't, and banks are not helping here today because the TLT is ripping. So I honestly think I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did buy some tech stocks today. Not saying, but not saying long term I'm coming in buying tech because of this Walmart sell off. But I'm just saying if, you know, if you're a day trader, talking to the day traders out there, I'd be cautious shorting tech at the open here. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a little lift after the open because one of two things are going to happen. The SPs are going to start to leak more, which very well might happen, or they're going to start to buy a couple other sectors to make up the difference. And I think the highly likely sector might be tech. Also could be some bull traps because of that right out the gate. So we'll see what happens yeah, there. Yeah, for Let's... sure. Look out yeah. for bull traps. I mean, we're still on a bear market and it could all be bull traps. So. <laughs> That's the truth. Let's keep going. Let's do. We got a lot of earnings to talk about. We'll get out of NXPI here. We'll go to UPS. Uh, UPS Q2 EPS coming in here at $3.29, beating the $3.16 estimate. Sales were at $24.8 billion, beating the $24.62 billion estimate. They reaffirmed full year 2022 revenue guidance of $102 billion and raised targeted share repurchase to $3 billion for 2022. I mean, FedEx, you know, remember when they announced there, and I guess that was maybe the prior quarter because it was over a month ago, but yeah, you know, stock hard. ripped on that. So the bar set a little bit higher maybe because of that. Um, UPS, you know, was pretty decent report, to be honest. Again, maybe it's just overall market sentiment today. That's not helping it. Keep an eye on it. I mean, it wouldn't, you know, this is this has more likelihood to get a dip by than, you know, a company that's missing here today. So look, you know, if you're already looking to buy the dip, I'd be looking at the companies that actually beat earnings as opposed to the companies that, you know, like a Walmart or a Snap, you know, from the other day, that, you know, is a, is, is a disaster. So I, have a question. I, I don't know if I'm necessarily coming in and buying. I'm just saying I wouldn't short it down three bucks here. I have a question here and maybe Dennis or Joel can take the answer. Um, now for UPS, how would a recession kind of work for this stock? Would it 
help or hurt the stock, right? Well, it hurts it for sure. I mean, recession just hurts anything that's, you know, to do. And this is obviously just delivering packages. So recession, people ordering less, it's going to be less. So recession doesn't help a lot of stocks. We were yeah. saying, you know, at a McDonald's, it's kind of recession-proof, but it doesn't really help anything. Just some stocks don't get hit as hard. Don't get hit as hard. I, I think that's UPS what I'm and FedEx still get hit hard in a recession. I think recession is coming. That's All why right. it was so just a matter of really how much sensitive. it's priced in. Okay. All right. Uh, for, uh, for UPS here, uh, what are you going to do at 185? And that's where you're at right now. You're down 289. You're not bouncing. That's your four-day low. Well, actually, it's 184.27. So if you're taking a poke here, holds 184.27, boom, you got a chance to rally. Uh, palms out at that close, double close area, 87.91 and 87.98. But uh, you lose that 184.23. I think you're looking at 180 in UPS. Did they say anything about uh, fuel cost at all with those big old gas guzzling trucks? I mean, that has got to be. Uh, putting a little crimp on earnings and I don't know. I just look big, same thing with the market, big rally, pull back from the high, of the move, trying to decide what to do next. It's really, you know, what, what's the market going to do from here? Yeah. The market's got the buy the dip mentality going again. So it's in order for the bears to start winning, it's going to take more Walmart type news to break that buy the dip mentality. I mean, Snapchat hit it a little bit. You know, it's one shot. Walmart's a big shot. Again, what's going to really matter is the big four, even if you can throw Meta in there, the big five, but really it's the big four, the Google, the Microsoft, the Apple, and the Amazon on Tuesday and Thursday. And that's going to be, can we take the hits? We get through those, then we're going to be okay. If one of those, I'm going to say it again, if one of those gives a big warning and lowers guidance, it's not going to be good. So... I'm scared that one or maybe even two of them, Mitch, I don't think it's going to be four of them, but I mean, that would be a complete disaster, but it's going to be one or two. I think that might warn and that's going to be an issue. All right, guys, let's keep driving through these earnings, moving on over to General Motors here. Let's talk about their Q2 EPS missing here at a dollar and 14 cents, missing the dollar and 30 cent estimate sales at thirty five point seven six billion, beating the thirty four point five nine billion estimate. GM, of course, missed on that EPS. A lot of it to do with the supply chain disruptions and ninety five thousand vehicles still waiting for chips. They have a lot of news out here, so I'm going to go through some of these headlines. GM did say that uh, it's battery production starting in August at the Ultium cells. Uh, It sees rapid acceleration of EV capacity in North America. Plans to produce 400,000 vehicles over the course of 2022 and 2023. They also stated a partnership with Laviant, so you guys can check out that one. General Motors announced a significant multi-year sourcing agreement uh, for Lavent with supplying GM with battery-grade lithium hydroxide. GM also confirmed that it secured battery materials needed to build 1 million EVs a year by 2025. So a lot of news coming out there. Kramer said it perfectly last night on Mad Money. He's like, GM's going to be a 2023 story. And it is. Um, The EVs are coming. It's a matter of we got to get through a potential recession here. When we get through that recession, GM and Ford are going to be huge buys. Um, I think if you're here, you might be early. I have a little, little piece of GM. We know I've sold my Ford. I had a bigger piece of GM. And I was like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that position thinking that we were going in a recession. Because in a recession, they're not buying cars. So I just think we got to get through. The next six months, maybe even a year, depending on how you know bad this recession is going to be. But you know, you obviously the market's forward-looking, so you want to be buying at a certain point in time when you think the coast is starting to get clear. I mean, the recession really hasn't even started yet, though. So I mean, hard to just come in here and say, "Yeah, let's buy the dip on GM." Maybe it's going to rally here today. There is a little bit of momentum going its way now. Went from thirty to thirty-five. There'll be some dip buyers looking into a stock like this. It's not Walmart, but it is. You know. I don't know. It is affected by a recession. So I'm just going to be sticking with my little small size position in this, not adding to it at this time. 3320 is uh, your pre-market low right on the kisser. And that, uh, that, that right now at 
matches your July 19th low at 33.28. You're stepping out though, 50 cents away from here if you're buying it here. I don't know what it's going to do in 23, but uh, this thing better hold this hold hold a bid at 34 today. Uh, if it holds a bid at 34, then you have your four star resistance right in the 35 handle. You don't hold at 34. You can't establish a bit above 34 here. I, I just don't like the way the chart looks right here between 32 and 34. So that's a look at uh, GM, uh, 117,000, decent volume, uh, down almost 2%. So let's C3. take a quick look at that partnership, yep. LTHM, Lavin Corporation. It's up on that, oh. and this will affect uh, lithium players. So keep your eyes on that. I think this is. You know how you just mentioned that GM will be 2023? I don't think that the EV makers will be 2023. What I think is going to be 2023 is going to be charging stations, autonomous plays, and lithium plays. Yeah, the lithium is not going away. This story is only going to get bigger. Um, I do have a position now. So uh, yep, long time. Do you still have yours? Single okay. digits. Yep. I've yep. played this one, but I don't have one. But yeah, hey, Gene, we're, Gene we're still me. in it. Yeah, Gene got me in. A couple years ago here, I think seven, eight bucks. So I don't know. I saw it up near 35. I'm thinking, whew, wow. And then back 20 is just a rock of Gibraltar. It's trading up on this news today. I'd like to see it close above 24. Had that spike high a couple days ago, gave it back, went down to 22. I like to say for longer term, man, show me, show me you can hold 24 and make your way up towards 25, 26. So I agree with time. that. I'll definitely keep watching that one. I, I was setting some alerts there. <laughs> We're going to keep watch on those Joe levels, see if they get through there. Let's go ahead. Let's get to our guest time. We're going to go ahead and bring on Ivan Feinsef here. You guys know him. Let's bring him on here. Partner and CIO of Tigris Financial Partners. Welcome back, Ivan. Thank you. <clears throat> Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. So, Ivan, get us, uh, you know, we're here. We got you here for the pep talk. Uh, you did a pretty good job last time, right? We had you on a little over a month ago. We got You were telling us to hang in the trenches, buy the dip. We bought the dip. We're back up now and teetering up here at 4,000. Why don't you give us uh, your top-down view here, uh, just starting well, out with Q2 earnings season. It is the we got this confluence of events this week. If we got the big four, I'm gonna say big five, including Meta. I'm gonna add Meta into that. Um, results out, and if we don't get any significant disappointment or negative guidance, if we get this trend of not as bad as feared, I'm gonna say that supports that the bottom is in, and that um, the the trend is gonna move higher. Then. We got the Fed. I believe they raised basis, uh, the, the rates, the rate, the Fed funds rate 75 basis points tomorrow. And that puts it at 250. That's where it was during, you know, 2018, 19, when the economy was doing well <clears throat> and the market was doing well. And uh, I think that we've already seen a big drop in oil prices, a big drop in industrial commodity prices. There are a lot of anecdotal evidence, data points that point to a potential peak inflation, this peak Fed. I think that the 75 basis point move gives the Fed enough room to say to, for Powell, if he indicates in any way that he's shifting to a more data-driven view and uh, that indicates a Fed pause, that he doesn't have to be as aggressive, that what he's done so far has worked and then on Thursday, if GDP is not negative, it's look, it's the indication is for or the expectations are plus half a percent, which then negates the traditional definition of a recession, which would be two back to back declining quarters. So it would reverse the Q1 1.6 decline. So things aren't great, but they're not as bad as everybody is fearing. And again, this whole inflation thing was not a demand issue. It was purely a supply issue that was caused by the pandemic. If we never had the pandemic, we would have never been in this situation where we had factories that were closed for months and breaks in supply chains and the backups of the ships and the containers at the ports. And that was <clears throat> Fed Chair Powell's theory that 
eventually the goods would start to flow again. And we would, this inflationary pressure that we were seeing early on would have been transitory. And unfortunately, it became more persistent than transitory. And then he was caught with having to catch up and dramatically increase rates. But I still think overall, Fed, uh, Powell is one of my favorite. And I think one of the best Fed governors. And if anybody can engineer a soft landing, he's the guy who can do it. Are you worried about tensions with China? I mean, that would disrupt the supply chain <laughs> to another level. I mean, there's political tensions here that seem to be just growing. Kind of scares me a little bit um, just as an overall market investor. Are you worried about China at all? Always. I mean, first of all, the lesson learned here of the pandemic is that we never should have had such a China-dependent supply chain. And I personally, not to get too crazy politically, but uh, I believe that China egged on Putin to go into Ukraine to get a sense of what the world's view would have been if China pushes up on Taiwan. And we all know Taiwan Semiconductor makes everybody's chips. Everybody, most companies, Apple, uh, Nvidia, Qualcomm, they are all fabulous and they rely on Taiwan Semiconductor to make their chips. And if China were to get control of the world's chip supply, we already see what the issue is with this shortage of chips and the supply of chips. So we really got to get the uh, chips bill here passed so we can invest significantly in production here. And in fact, uh, NVIDIA and Qualcomm and uh, there's even been some indication that Apple would talk to Intel again about using their foundry capacity to manufacture chips here. So we need to have a U.S.-based semiconductor supply chain. Who's going to be the big winner when this chips bill, which I believe is going to get passed and it looks like this week, who is it Intel is going to be the big winner? Who's going to be the big winner here? My two favorites here are Intel and Applied Material. Applied but everybody, material. I mean, and I, I, I've where I've seen one analyst say, oh, well, Taiwan Semiconductor is already at like $6 away for an Intel is at 10 and Taiwan's going from 6 down to 3 it, It's not about the, to- the price of production. It's about the total cost of production and the security of production. So um, I, I, I look, I, I think that America is a great country and we are the world's innovator. And I believe that having the foundry capacity here to be the we should be the world's chip supplier. We are the ch- world's chips creator. And um, so all of the great leading chip companies, um, Corvo, uh, Skyworks, Qualcomm, um, I think they will all benefit from this. We're on the line with Ivan Feinseth from uh, Tigris uh, Capital Partners. Uh Ivan, one thing that I've been keeping an eye on, uh, you know, as far as this recession, non-recession talk has been uh, unemployment and jobless claims uh, took a little jump to the 250K level last week. Does that have you got concerned at all? Well, I don't want to say I'm concerned. We, I think it's also really hard to have a protracted or deep or any type of recession with the employment level that we have here. And uh, while uh, we've seen across the board a lot of big companies cutting that, they're not cutting positions, they're cutting back on their rate of hiring, which is just prudent in some uncertainty. They're being a little more cautious. But, um, you know, selfishly, the, the data, the, the uptick in data also, we, w- we want a Fed pause. We don't want this aggressive action from the Fed being accused of being behind the curve and having to catch up. So any moderation in employment trends is going to give some pause to the Fed being too aggressive because the other fear in the market is that there's a major Fed policy mistake and the Fed raises rates into a economic slowdown, which is just, you know, more creating more of a disaster. So um, uh, employment data is important. A slight uptick to where it is, even touching the 250, I don't think is a major cause for concern. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, one of the biggest reports that I'm going to be watching is, of course, uh, Google tonight. Um, what do you feel about this report going into it? I know the chart doesn't look the best, but how do you see this? I'm... Well, long term, I still love Google. They are on the forefront of every major secular technology trend, online advertising, mobile, uh, cloud. I mean, it just goes on and on, everything they do. And if they actually confirm that they're not seeing a the advertising trends that caused the issue out of Snap, Snap uh, <clears throat> last week, which caused the sell-off in Meta and Google, if it is, and I think it's more specific to Snap, then they give the all clear. You're going to see a big rally in Google, a big rally in the market, across, and especially in the NASDAQ and across the tech sector. And then if Meta also confirms that, again, I think that we're going to see that this fear that has this cloud of fear that has been overhanging the market. And I do see, I believe we have seen the, the bottom in the S&P that was made on uh, June 17th. So I just think that it will just accelerate the recovery. It's not gonna be a massive V-shaped recovery like we saw in March of 2020, but I think it will accelerate the upward ascent of stocks. Ivan, uh, we saw you uh, in the background there when we were talking about the retail uh, apocalypse, what's going on today, um, you know, with Walmart, you're, you're having, you know, you, you had, you put, lay out your bullish thesis here. When you see something like that and you see that, you know, the retail side, they're just getting flushed. Does that, you know, does that put any kinks in your thesis or we just technology, 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 technology? Well, I say technology moves the world forward, but also the consumer moves the market and the economy forward. And one of the biggest bullish talking points has been the resiliency of the consumer. So we don't want to see anything that would jeopardize that key bullish trend or talking point. Now, uh, unfortunately, Walmart's core consumer base tends to be a little bit more economically sensitive to increases in gasoline prices and food prices. But I have been neutral on Walmart for some time. And I think that the weakness that's caused in Walmart, that Walmart is causing in uh, retail, is it causing a buying opportunity in Costco and Target. So as far as general merchandise goes, Costco and Target are my two favorite. Target continues to invest in delivery and um, distribution capabilities because, I mean, one thing that makes Amazon a big winner and gets me every time is when I'm on Amazon and I'm looking at something and it says, if you click now, you can have it for tomorrow. That's powerful. And I know that uh, Target wants to move more and more in that direction of fulfillment. And I think that these that Target and Costco are focusing on that part of consumer where Walmart, you know, is based on their value proposition and just everyday low prices to attract uh, very cost conscious and economically sensitive consumers. Well, thank you, like always, for joining us today, Ivan Feinseff. You guys can check him out on Twitter. Partner and CIO of Tigris Financial Partners will have you back on, Ivan. Thank you. Always great to be on. Great to see you. Have a great morning. Thanks, Amazon guys. tidbit for you here. Okay, so I okay. bought, you know, when I go on vacation, like I always buy a book, right? I couldn't find the book I wanted. And so I, I ended up uh, ordering it online. And um, it's a, I had to get a couple books, but I got a Willie Horton book, right? Did you know that, Dennis? Willie Horton put a book out? Or you no. to you? And uh, so I got it. And then we had uh, some birthdays, Lisa's brothers. And Lisa was like, you know, do you, I'm giving one to one, I'm giving a book to Daniel. I want to give one to Larry too. Can I give him your book? And I'm like, sure. This was Sunday at four o'clock. And I'm like, just make sure you get me, you know, another one, you know, cause I definitely want to read the book. The book from Amazon was here yesterday at noon. 
at noon. It's crazy. Like, I know they're incredible the way they can deliver. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm bullish down five bucks. I don't know. I was just amazing service, but uh, it is amazing service. We've got breaking news here. What again. do we got? When Ivan was on, Shopify is cutting jobs. Shopify oh, was yeah, already yeah. down significantly on the Walmart warning. It is oh, going yeah, to get yeah, a lot yeah, uglier yeah, for yeah. Shopify. Reading from the Wall Street Journal uh, piece, which is in the pro here now, Shopify to lay off 1,000 workers or 10% of its employees. The CEO says job cuts across units, including sales and recruiting. He says he was wrong that the pandemic e-commerce boom would last. This is awful to say when you've got a company trading 70 or 80 times earnings. Um, I would not buy this dip on Shopify. This is not good news. Yeah, this is really not good news. And I mean, we've talked about soft landings, right? And that has a lot to do with the job market staying strong. What do we continue to see in the headlines? Is not the job market continuing to uh, stay strong. It's a forward look, but definitely what we've been seeing in the headlines doesn't look good. This here, this is not good either. So you're just getting too many warnings here now. And if you guys, I'm, you know, and I've been bullish here for the last few weeks here, I'd want to be market neutral at this point in time going in. We're getting too many pre, you know, Shopify is not even reporting. Yeah, it was Wednesday. supposed to report. They pre warning here a day before. Um, I don't know why I didn't wait till the day of, but they're obviously Wednesday not going to have a good report here though. either. So, you know, you're getting hit here. Bring up the chart here, Joel. Getting I mean, you have great support at $30, but. Katie bar the door. I think it's going to test that 30. I think if you have 32, you're early. Um, I think it's going to test the 30, and I wouldn't be surprised if it takes it out. 10%. 10% of the workforce. I mean, this is it's so funny because it just we just uh, brought this up uh with Ivan, you know, with you know the uh the employment situation. But you know, once again, and I'm just gonna go back to this again. I mean, here we are, you know, two years coming out of the pandemic, you know, all these companies uh that you know were you know thrust into the spotlight and it ain't it ain't continuing this is uh boy another just hit third under 32 bucks there's there's a ton there was a ton Oof. of support here at 30 uh like i said you're stepping out here at 32 boom this thing was at 40 a couple days ago all these charts man just looking the same rally off the off the bottom and now they're like they're rolling over. So Let's look uh, they at hit some the of those... S&Ps on that. They they were trying to, to hang it Because now you're hitting tech. Now you're hitting now, Amazon. And you're hitting Melly. Well, what's, Amazon a, what's the but, other But all, the other you're, you're hitting tech all together now. It's like, oh, yeah. boom. So it's this is the problem is that the news flow is just too negative. Yeah, it's too it. negative to stay bullish here. So and that's why, you know, I've turned. We, we topped up right at the 4,000. We got to the 4,000. I started doing some hedging yesterday because I was nervous going into these reports. But now we're getting pre-earnings warning from Walmart, Shopify cutting jobs. They weren't even on the schedule. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft and, and Google coming tonight. Hopefully they can say something okay, um, and maybe that can ha- try to hold us up. They've got to turn it around for us, though. Um, Tesla did a fine job. Netflix was okay. Again, if you start seeing some of the majors here with warnings, and again, I'm still nervous because Microsoft, you know, there was the report. It wasn't confirmed by the company that they were going to slow hiring. I mean, there's problems here that are dictating that, you know, Holy are we going into a recession or are we in a recession? Boy, this is, oh boy, this is, this is one of the most you know, shows we've had in a there's long a, There's another time. thing. I don't, I don't want to bring some more negative, but remember, the, another <laughs> thing that I've been focusing on is the Fed and quantitative tightening, right? The selling of the assets. Um, beginning September 1st, we're supposed to rise that to 60 billion from 35 billion, and it could be as high off as 95 billion. I think this is something that we should watch for on Wednesday. What gets talked about the selling of the assets? This was supposed to start September 1st, where you got the increase from the 30 billion that was supposed to start on June 1st. So this is another thing that I think that a lot of people are talking about interest rates, but not many people are talking about that increase in the cap for the selling of the assets. Yeah, another thing to be looking for with Powell is, you know, he he he's gone, you know, through these Q and A's and stuff. Like, oh, the economy's still looking strong, you know. Kind of, you know, we're we're still okay. Well, <laughs> now we'll see know. if he can say that this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, the the numbers. Lots of information big. coming our way. We're gonna have a clearer picture at the end of this week. So far, not so good. We'll say that much. But lots, you know, maybe Google and Microsoft say, hey, it's going pretty good. Maybe, you know, Meta gets over that lower bar that was just set by Snapchat. Maybe an Apple, Amazon say, hey, it's okay. 
as long as it's okay, they'll continue to buy stocks. But I mean, so far, I'm I'm scared that some one of them's not going to say it's okay. Shopify yeah. just said it's not okay. A lot of stocks continue to fall off that shop. Amazon. What are the relationships that are closest to shop for us, Dennis? Well, Amazon, yeah. even, but just online, anything to do. But that was already getting hit because of Walmart. Shopify Oof. was already down 5%, Joel, from, from last night. Shopify was already trading down at 35 because of Walmart. And then it comes out with its own warning on top of it. So, I mean, it's on. It's your it's your online shopper. I mean, I'm sure Chewy's probably getting hit harder on this. Yes, it is. It's falling another dollar on Oof. this. But you think about, you know, Shopify is your business that gets smaller companies online. So, I mean, it's the online shopper indicator. So, all of a sudden, you know, and obviously maybe this is just a Shopify problem. Maybe it was a lot of pull forward, you know, when we're all closed up, everybody's trying to get online. And now everybody's online, so that business might slow. That kind of makes sense, too, that whole thing. You know, there's a lot of pull forward probably with Shopify. And now that's, you know, coming off, you know, sometimes something like a Zoom almost. But Shopify is not Zoom. But, you know, in a similar way, it was so much earnings pulled forward and so much revenue pulled forward that now it's going to slow for them. And that's probably a big, a big uh, piece of the puzzle there. But again, the market's not going to, you know, look into it that deeply. It's just going to say, hey, you know, we're hitting Shopify. We're going to hit everything that's selling stuff online. And Amazon would get hit on this, but Amazon was already getting hit off Walmart. So maybe Amazon falls a little bit farther. I think Amazon's down at a buck. Um, but think about your online retailers. They get hit directly when Shopify Etsy, Etsy down 710, there 710, go, man. Look at that. I mean, ouch. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was holding up okay. And then... Uh, do you PayPal Square? And full yeah. disclosure, I do have the little long position in Square. Maybe I should have sold that last week when I got up 20% <laughs> in five days. I guess you got to take the money and run because all of a sudden half my gain is gone. Yeah, this market is, uh, it's hard to be the one to hold the gains in this type of market and not just run towards the profit. Chat's all over it. Overstock, another one. Think about, <laughs> they were already down on Walmart. Now it's a direct hit to online because of Shopify. So it's going to be an ugly day for anything to do with retail. Online, brick and mortar, it's all getting hit today. We get warnings from both. Yeah, that's that's... It's just going to be the retail disaster on out there. We'll continue to watch. Uh, let's go to General Electric. Let's try to get this one in here. Uh, it actually is up right now. You take a look. We got to buy something. Yeah, something got to get it up. General uh, Electric here coming in. EPS beating at seventy-eight cents, beating the thirty-eight cent estimate. Sales at eighteen point six four billion, beating the seventeen point six zero billion estimate. Q two free cash uh, fell to positive. 162 million from 199 million, but beat the consensus outlook for negative 806 million. It's a beat. It's a nice um, bump up in the price of the stock. Hard to buy stuff right now when it's getting ugly yeah. here, though. So, you know, could this one get bought? I think there's room in the mid 70s. It's, it was another stock that was oversold. The earnings were pretty good. So it gets through. It's not directly impacted, you know, from a Walmart. So that helps it as well. Uh, I don't know. That's a, what are you saying, Joel? It's not much of the technicals. I know. Good thing they did that reverse <laughs> split. Uh, but uh, let's see if we can get over the pre-market high. You have faded off the pre-market high of seventy-two fifty. And uh, what does it? I mean, I, I would just have to give a sell zone from seventy-two fifty all the way up to seventy-three. If in fact it could regain that, if it can't. Things are thin. I mean, who's going to be stepping out to buy this thing at, you know, up three bucks? Top, will it see the top of yesterday's range? Maybe not today, 68.93, but very important for the, the spoos to get a move, a hold on, get a rally, and for this to take out the, the pre market high. But uh, just, we haven't talked about this in a while, but this thing's gotten a gotten absolutely annihilated after that uh after that well one for eight reverse split peaked to 116 17 and man almost a two for one yeah it was practically a two for one stock split <laughs> when they hit 60 Quiet, bucks the other quietly because nobody talks about ge anymore so just the i know no little, like, 30 40 point sell-off in 2022 100 dollars starts the year 2022 around 100 bucks it's down to 60 hammered too a lot of stocks hasn't been a lot of places to hide in 2022 cash has been pretty good 
There's been a few, you know, safety spots, oil in the first part of it, but that's got hit eventually too. Eventually they kind of came for everything. If you were a long only, you're struggling in 2022. Well, I was wondering, uh, is uh, maybe Coca-Cola somewhere where you could be looking to hide today? Coca-Cola's earnings coming in here, EPS beating here at 70 cents, beating the 67 cent estimate. Sales at 11.3, beating the 10.54 billion estimate. Updated full year guidance sees full year revenue growth 12 to 13 percent, getting a little lift in the pre market. Is this an area where you could be looking today? Good enough is what they're looking for in this earnings season. Good enough. Show me a beat. Show me no lowered guidance. Show me no, you know, commentary where you're, you know, seeing anything soft. I mean, this is, you know, why the stock's trading up so far, at least. So, I mean, this earnings season, the bar is very low for a lot of companies. Um, and, and obviously with the Walmart disaster yesterday, it's like, just don't say anything bad, Coke. Just don't say anything bad. <laughs> and so far, so good. I don't think they've had the conference call. Maybe they've had. Maybe it's going on right now. But so far, so good. Holding up. They can't sell everything because the S&Ps aren't hammered enough. So um, Coke is so far a place to hide, at least for this morning. You uh, you stuck over 63, and you're hanging a bid here. Someone likes it at 62.80, but 63, that's an important area. Uh, two highs, not last week. Uh, this actually peaked ahead of the way ahead of the market, but uh, got to get rid of that 63 seller. Two highs in that area. Bid there for now. I'd be careful on this one where they scoop up the paper at like 63. And it goes like to 63.10, and you're like, yeah, I'm looking good now. And then they come and clamp it back down at 63. So I don't know. Not too many times I've probably made money buying Coke up 71 cents, but uh, give it a try. All right. Uh, let me sneak one more in here. Uh, Archer Daniels Midland. The reason why I'm pointing this one out is that at least it's a positive stock, right? We're, there you talk go. A lot We're looking negative. for positive things. I'm trying to sh- end the show on a positive here. Uh, ADM, food, uh, it's a farm product stock, right? And this is up. Q2 uh, EPS came in at $2.15, beating the $1.71 estimate. Sales at $27.28 billion, beating the $25.16 billion estimate. And you can see it up pretty decent today. It's it's a nice left. I'm just scared they sell the rip mentality and a lot of this stuff. People are spooked on the overall market. So it's hard to chase. We're still in a bear market. Sell the rip has still trumped all strategies pretty much in 2022. They sometimes get some follow through. Sometimes it goes up a little bit. But it seems like, you know, eventually the sell the rippers seem to make money. Um, so I'm not chasing. $80 big psychological level just because it's a big whole number. Um it's hard to tell, you know, if this is going to turn around or not. But I just can't chase anything in this. Yeah, market. eighty to eighty one, eighty to eighty one. Uh, yeah. had the highs. Wow, days. we're falling hard here right now. Joel. Oh, something else must have come out. What we happened? just dropped another we, seven yeah. points here in about seven seconds. We just something got happened at nine o'clock. Oh uh, yeah, the something? Case Schiller National Home Index. Oh, uh, the Home Index coming in and, and shaking Wait, things up. Up nineteen. Wow. Yeah, that's the Case Schiller's home price index that was going to hit at 9 a.m. Eastern. There. There's a lot of news that just hit at 9. I'm trying to look through it all just to see. So you got that. There was like 25 headlines. That didn't that look like o'clock. Holy man. 9 o'clock rocks. Okay. All right. Uh, we just bounced it back up. Uh, We're chopping around here now. We yeah, get a yeah. rip up into the mid 394s. I'm a seller. All least, right. Well, definitely. From a day trading perspective. We're chopping what a around, fun chopping day. Around. What a Come fun up a day. little bit more and give me an opportunity to sell some spy and I'll do it. Got to take <laughs> yeah. a deep breath in this market, but definitely smash the like if you guys enjoyed us getting through all the things that we got through today. We yeah, talked wow. a lot about what's going on in retail. We caught that shop, hit the tape. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate you, Dennis. And like always, we're going to keep battling here. If you guys want to look at some more tickers, where should you go? Well, Joel Condon will be covering some on pre-market prep. Plus, we got a lot Check to that cover. Out. You got any guests today, Joel? Any, any guests? No, no guests today. We're just going to even better. All, all these I mean, movers. So, all right. We'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Boom. Joel's on out. Dennis, you go do what you got to do. Yeah. Hey. This one's it's an easy day. Give me some rips to sell. I'm nervous. That's all I'll say is I'm nervous going into the night, folks. I'm nervous. Hopefully I'm wrong. All right. We'll definitely keep watch. Like always, guys, up next, you guys got live trading with Lord Ryan, Zunaid, and I. We're going to continue going here on Benzinga. Have a great day. Like always, keep an eye out on what's going out. And stay tuned. 
Today, after the bell, we'll be putting those earnings reports right here on Benzinga. You guys can catch at 5 p.m. Google's earnings call. And then at 5.30, we'll be getting into Microsoft's earnings call. So stick around right here on Benzinga. We got it for you guys. Hit the comments after the show. Tell me what you guys are liking about pre-market prep, the way we're doing it. Do you want to see something change? We're always here for you guys. Smash the thumbs on up because it supports us and lets us know that, hey, you guys want to keep pre-market prep right here every single day for free. Hit the like before you get on out of here, and I'll see you guys, like always, on live trading. Let's keep battling. This market ain't easy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.